You're listening to CORE Community Radio, and this is Classic Jazz Travels. My name is Doug Anderson, and I'll be bringing you music from jazz's rich timeline, from the 1920s to the recent recordings made by today's Northwest jazz musicians. If you're new to jazz, I hope to give you some insight into what I hear and how I learned to listen to this really special and uniquely American music. Let's start back in the early days with someone who some say is the father of stride piano, James P. Johnson. Listen closely and try and isolate the pianist's left hand as he alternates between playing bass notes and chords. Imagine his hands jumping up and down the octaves, keeping both the root and harmony lines flowing while he plays the melody and solos with his right hand. This, according to some, is the first recording of a jazz piano solo. Here's James P. Johnson with his 1921 recording of Carolina Shout. was James P. Johnson performing Carolina Shout. Did you hear his left hand? As we continue and during every show, why don't you all try and isolate each instrument you hear? Try and hear the main melodic instrument first, 
Then try and figure out what it is. Is it a trumpet? Is it a saxophone? Is it a trombone? Is it a piano? Once you begin to hear all the instruments, you'll be able to participate and be engaged with the music. With that, here's the great Louis Armstrong with his Hot Five from 1927. This is Struttin' with some Barbecue.
is Core Community Radio, and you're listening to Classic Jazz Travels. That was Benny Goodman and his orchestra with the Louis Prima composition, Sing, Sing, Sing. Big band music was my first exposure to jazz. My drum teacher and I would put on records at Kennelly Keys Music in Edmonds and play along with all the greats. Here's another from that period that I'm sure you'll all recognize in the first few bars. It's Glenn Miller and his orchestra with In the Mood. So there was a rumble, I'll bet, during the early 40s from a few new kids on the block. Groups were smaller, arrangements, harmony, chord progressions, advanced. On the drum kit, people like Kenny Clark, Max Roach, Philly Joe Jones were getting away from the bass drum and keeping time with the ride cymbal and hi-hat. It was a new road away from the swing or dance sound to something more progressive. It became to some what is called bebop. Here's one of the pioneers and most imaginative, Charlie Parker with his septet, 
with their 1946 recording of Ornithology. That was the Charlie Parker Septet with Ornithology. In the mid-40s, Bebop pushed open the door and a flood of melody blew in. New York's 52nd Street was a scene I'd totally like to be transported back to. I was fortunate in the late 80s to have attended the festival at Sandpoint's first jazz camp. The highlight was Bebop drummer Max Roach, and he was my drum teacher for a whole week. Here's Max Roach and Clifford Brown from their 1955 album, Study in Brown, with Sandu. <laughs> Thank you. 
listening to Core Community Radio and this is Classic Jazz Travels. Duke Ellington, band leader, composer, arranger, ambassador. He had top-notch players and contributors like Cootie Williams, Billy Strayhorn, and Juan Teasall, who composed one of my favorite songs, Caravan. Like a lot of jazz musicians, he was influenced by spiritual music and by the blues. This next composition is part of a complete work entitled Black, Brown, and Beige. The piece was written in the early 40s, but this recording comes from the 1958 Columbia Records release. This is the great Mahalia Jackson with Duke singing Come Sunday. 
That was Come Sunday with Mahalia Jackson and the Duke Ellington Orchestra from 1958. The late 40s and early 50s saw a temperature change in the music. In 1949 and 50, Miles Davis, who had replaced Dizzy in Charlie Parker's group earlier, recorded Birth of the Cool. And to me, this was another giant marker on the jazz timeline. This music featured intricate arrangements that seemed more interwoven and contrapuntal than those of earlier swing period. And also, the tempos were not as frantic and physical. The solos were still imaginative, and probably, though I'm not a trained musician, even more influenced by the musician's growth with harmony and alternate harmonies. Tension and release. The artistry and progression continued. I'm sure I'm leaving out some, but many artists appeared on the scene during these days. Some that I find most interesting are Hank Mobley, Lee Morgan, Dexter Gordon, Horace Silver, Jackie Bayard, Lee Konitz, and guitarist Wes Montgomery. In 1959, Miles Davis progressed again with his playing and writing when he recorded probably my favorite album of all time, Kind of Blue. Here is So What from 1959.
You're listening to Core Community Radio, and this is Classic Jazz Travels. I'm your host, Doug Anderson. That was So What from Miles Davis's 1959 album, Kind of Blue. The lead out of the head or song form explodes into a beautiful solo, primarily with a subtle drum hit. One of Miles' partners in crime on Kind of Blue was saxophonist John Coltrane. Train, as some call him, eventually led his own groups and along the timeline seemed to push improvisation to new realms with every recording. This next song is from his 1960 album, Coltrane Sound. The thing that gives me chills is John's first seemingly crazy and frantic lead into his solo. The bars just before it are a series of descending notes and chords at the end of the song form. Then there's a stop and John blows into the solo section. It's that kind of energy and exploration that completely floors me with every listen. Here's John Coltrane with Liberia. Thank you. 
You're listening to Core Community Radio, and this is Classic Jazz Travels. What about that, folks? John Coltrane with Liberia. Of course, it's John on saxophone, McCoy Tyner on piano, Steve Davis on bass, and one of the greatest and most expressive drummers of all time, Elvin Jones. This song was a little more tense than some of the earlier songs we heard today, but to me there was a balance between the tension and release in the solos and the accompaniment, something we'll talk about during future journeys. I want to finish up today with my favorite jazz artist of all time, who appeared with Miles on So What? This is pianist Bill Evans with Scott LaFaro on bass and Paul Modian on drums from his 1961 release, the Bill Evans Trio, Sunday at the Village Vanguard. This is Gloria's Step. Thank you. 